Hello and welcome to Crack Encrypteds and Curios. This is Matt, once again joined by Angel. Before we get into this week's absolutely cuckoo crazy entity, I wanted to bring up something that even you may have forgotten about, Angel. Now, way back at the beginning of the pandemic, I would send you overly intricate emails about conversations we had on AOL Instant Messenger from about 20 years ago. Since I am and have always been a weirdo, I had a rather vast collection of our conversations saved and then burned onto CDs. So my emails to you would be deep dives into trying to reconstruct what our ramblings from two decades ago were about. In between the absolutely insane amount of death threats we would send one another, I would discover some long-forgotten memories. <laughs> One really jumped out to me that was something that you called the spice trade. <laughs> this was something that took a while, a long time to decode since I had almost forgotten about it. Now, I'm of course not talking about the Asian, African, and European trade routes that facilitated the movement of various spices, but something that is actually related to music. In our youth, we were very much into bands such as Seven Dust. In fact, their Seasons album was nearly life-altering for me specifically, and I even found numerous conversations, a, a vast amount of conversations we had about the build-up to the re release of that <laughs> CD. Beyond that, we were also into bands like Lacuna Coil, Opeth, and Finger Eleven. Now, something our curiosities may not know about you, Angel, is that 90s teenager Angel was enthralled by the Spice Girls. Back in May of 98, when Jerry Hallowell, better known as Ginger Spice, decided to up and get out of the band, it caused quite the stir in your household. Many a tear was shed on May 31st, 1998. Despite her departure, though, you powered through it and saw the remaining Spice Girls on June 15th of 1998 when they kicked off their North American portion of their Spice World tour in West Palm Beach, Florida, I believe at the ripe age of 15 years old. Interestingly enough, you had this long-going theory that it wasn't Ginger leaving and the subsequent focusing of the rest of the Spices on transitioning to solo careers that was the catalyst of the band's eventual hiatus. You claimed, Angel, the real issues stemmed from what you called the posh problem when Victoria Adams, better known as, po <clears throat> as Posh Spice, began to date... <laughs> began... <laughs> began to date David Beckham and formed the power couple known as, as Posh and Bex. I mean... You were even harping on this theory even into 2002. Everything, everything then changed when you watched the 1984 movie adaptation of Dune on sci-fi when one of the characters says, the spice must flow. You then, you then devised a way for Virgin, for Virgin Records to keep the Spice Girls going. At a young age, you were pitching ideas to Virgin Records, and you called it the Spice Trade. Essentially, you proposed a dream team of spices to be the new Spice Girls. 
posh was clearly on your shit list, so she was out. You still had hard feelings about Ginger, so she was of course not coming back. Scary and Sporty were your least favorite spices, so only Baby Spice was going to remain in the band. And you would incessantly, incessantly say, the spice must flow. In fact, around the fall of 2002, you would end every instant messenger conversation with, the spice must flow, and then you would immediately log off. It was so freaking annoying when you would do it. Then you would sign back on, send it again, and sign off again. <laughs> Regardless, your, your 2002 Dream Team Spice Girls consisted of, of course, Baby Spice. Number two, Avril Lavigne, renamed as Punk Spice. Shakira. <laughs> Renamed as Shakira Spice. I don't know why you did that. Number number, <laughs> number four was Leanne Rhymes as Country Spice. And number five, rounding it off, was hot off of American Idol, Kelly Clarkson as American Spice. Why did the Spice Girls mean so much to you? Uh, I mean, they meant so much to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but why so much to you? They re- you really connected with them. I just love spices, and then here we have, and now they're singing. Women representing spices, so you have like anthropomorphized spices, <laughs> and it's like, like wow, the traditional scary spice <laughs> and baby yeah. spice. Scary was scary. That's why you know she was one of my least favorite. <laughs> Too scary for 15-year-old Angel. <laughs> it was quite devastating when Ginger uh, yeah. did her thing. And I know I'm I'm right about the my uh, about the, the posh problem. School. Yeah, because <laughs> well, first of all, Ginger, she she I'm telling you don't you didn't bring up the fact that I I'm pretty sure I'm I'm pretty sure I knew them somehow. I talked to them some someone <laughs> What? Were they your pen pals? I, 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 I mean, they don't want to admit it, but I know. They, look, look. They sent me a secret message. All right, Ginger <laughs> left on the thirty first of May, nineteen ninety eight. She knew what she was doing when she did that. She sent me a message on my Jesus. birthday that this is not happening. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "How dare she do this on my birthday?" So I knew. Uh, you knew from there that this that Jerry was sending signals. Yeah, she she not decla- everything was well with the Spice Girls. She declared war essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I and was. She was letting me know you got to do something about it, Angel. And what did you do? You went to the show and watched them. At, <laughs> the and, remaining and, spices. And then when the whole thing happened, I started writing to Virgin. Uh huh. Saying we got to change this. Yeah. <laughs> change up the lineup. I was only able to find your 2002 dream spices. Do you recall why you chose each one of them? So Avril, Shakira, Leanne Rhymes, and Kelly Clarkson. Well, yeah, I mean, because they were, you know, they were hot at the time. You know, the the, the latest thing. Um, mm-hmm. I'd probably change it up now. I'd get rid of Avril. That's that's pretty much it. <laughs> Just punk spice. Yeah. Punk's not in anymore, so. Yeah, uh, yeah. She had, a new, everyone, uh, she had a new CD come out. Yeah, I know. It, <laughs> everyone else stays in. 
Now, the purpose of the spice trade was that the Spice Girls would be more akin to the revolving door of singers uh, in the band Menudo, <laughs> but to the extreme that someone could only ever be a Spice Girl for one calendar year, Angel, except Baby Spice. She was your constant. She was your base spice every year. Year after year, you suggested new spices to Virgin Records, but never got a response. Eventually, though, the Spice Girls, of course, got back together in 2007, but the magic was kind of gone, and you were no longer interested in them, so that was the end of the spice trade. Before we move on, though, I just wanted to do a, a lightning round of names. Basically, you gave everyone a Spice Girls name and even played around with adding men to the band. So I am going to throw out 10 names, and we'll see if you can remember what Spice name you gave them. Number one, if you can recall, Beyonce. Dirty. Dirty Spice? Yes. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, because, you know, that's because it reminds me of that Destiny's Child song of, of uh, what's it called? Uh, the, the Nasty Song, you know. <laughs> the, the Nasty Song? Yeah, Nasty Girl. Destiny's Child did Nasty Girl? Yes. Isn't that Janet Jackson? No. (laughs) I mean, maybe she has a song called that, but Destiny's Child did that. Well, mm. number two, (laughs) Christina Aguilera. Yeah. Could have been Dirty Spice. I don't know what you were thinking. That's silly. That's Spanish Spice. Spanish Spice? Okay. (laughs) Uh, Number three, Gwen Stefani. That's Chili Spice. (laughs) Chili Spice. Uh, good thing I didn't say chili from TLC. Number four, Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> That's chill spice. <laughs> chill spice? Okay. Uh, number five, this one's going to be true to your heart, Mandy Moore. That's candy spice. Candy spice, yep. <laughs> number six, the entirety of the Pussycat Dolls. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make that joke. <laughs> Kitty spice. Okay. Uh, number seven, Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott. Oh man, it was. I need. I, I, I can't recall. It was the na- one of the names of her songs, and I named her that spice. But I'm gonna change it because it doesn't matter anymore. I'm gonna what? call her. Flip it and reverse it, spice. Moulin Rouge spice. <laughs> Could have also been Christina Aguilera. Uh, Number eight, 50 Cent. That's a shot up spice. Number nine, Fergie. That's tasty spice. I don't know why that one. It's because of her song. Come on, man. You got to oh. keep up with me. For I delicious? Know yeah. And our final one, number 10, Santana. Santana? <laughs> you, you missed Spanish Spice. <laughs> no, no, because I, 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 I planned these out specifically. Santana would never be Spanish Spice because Santana is... The name that I'm going to tell you, that name that I came up with uh, for Santana so many years ago. Got to look back in your log, in your book, in your, in your spice trade book. <laughs> My big black book of spice, 
Spices. It's on the spice rack. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I, I guess I wasn't very original uh, back then. I just I just made I just named them guitar spice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so maybe maybe with this journey down memory lane, it will reinvigorate the spice trade. We'll just have to wait and see. One thing we certainly do not have to wait for any longer is this episode's entity angel. Gather some food and water. Hide in your basement and hunker down, my man, because the alarms are going off. And this, this is not a tornado warning, Angel. We got Siren Head. One could argue that this is the most unique entity we have seen so far. So please, could you give us a description of Siren Head for those that have never heard of this thing? So Siren Head is about a 40 to 45, maybe more. 45 foot tall, lanky, skinny creature thing. It looks almost metallic, and it's got a siren for its head. Multiple. Well, two, I guess. <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> a 40 foot tall, even lankier and emaciated than Slender Man. <laughs> what do you make of the height of this entity? Apparently, it's described to be like as tall as like a telephone pole. Mm-hmm. I guess to blend in, kind of. I mean, that could, that's it's kind of creepy. Overly huge humanoid thing is odd and can be seen as like, what the hell is this thing? But forty feet, Angel. That's over five and a half Shaquille O'Neal's. At a certain point, does the height for a creature make it less scary? In your opinion, for instance, can a certain height make something? too comical to effectively be used in a horror story um i think the height might make something comical if it's if other physical attributes add to the comicalness like if his arms were like two feet long yeah t-rex arms yeah because i mean we can have uh godzilla's like over a hundred it's been from up up it's ranged from 100 to 300 feet and mm-hmm. Godzilla's pretty scary, you know, knocking things over and killing people. <laughs> but he's trying to save us. Well, I mean, his, like, his collateral damage is is scary. Think, thinking more of like the Hollywood versions of Godzilla, where it's like he's the, not friendly. The Matthew Broderick one. Yeah. And then I started looking into it and then I'm like, wait, King Kong is apparently as tall as Godzilla. So King Kong is like 300 feet or something as well. Yeah. Until like the newest King Kong Godzilla fight movie. Uh, I never got the sense that King Kong was the same size as Godzilla. The, like uh, King Kong seemed much shorter than Godzilla. I thought so too. But yeah, Godzilla, I mean, King Kong is supposed to be re- relatively huge. To- um, mm-hmm. Then I remember there was like an old film of stop motion where he's fighting a T-Rex. And T-Rexes grow up to, like, 15 feet. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm like, how big is King Kong? I don't he, understand. He can grow as much as he likes and shrink <laughs> as much as he likes. Or is it was just the, a huge-ass T-Rex. Is he the Incredible Hulk? The, uh, the angrier he grows, he just gets getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> In your opinion, is there a perfect height for scary things? Or is height a good attribute to help differentiate entities from one another? Is... Seven foot, one inch tall, the perfect height for scary. So that Shaquille O'Neal could play everybody in horror movies. 
I think anyone, anything taller than you would be uh, the ideal height. So someone just, just, just a bit taller than you, or maybe not just a bit, a few feet taller than mm-hmm. you. Because, like the size of uh, Lurch from the Adams family. Yeah, that guy. That guy got big, big brow ridges. <laughs> He's your peak scary. <laughs> 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 so. In Siren Head's case, we have an absurdly tall entity with, you know, sirens for heads. What do you make of that appearance? It is certainly unique, but does the imagery of sirens for a head make you feel anything internally? Like, oh, this is this is inherently scary. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Sirens do not scare me at all. Or at least the appearance, the, the physical appearance of a siren. Mm-hmm. So I don't see this thing being terrifying oh we're starting off controversial <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna be uh having a lot of controversial opinions on this episode <laughs> oh god oh boy before <laughs> we delve into the world of siren head we must get into the mindset of visual horror chaos and fear angel since we know a bit about what this thing looks like we must become one with the macabre to facilitate our journey, I have generated seven different tables of characteristics that we will use to make a unique creature, a creature angel that we will see if it can then defeat Siren Head. I can see you foot tapping already, those shoulders bouncing, that noggin bobbin. We about to do the monster mash. We will start literally from the ground up. For each of these tables, I need you to choose a number from one to six. We are starting first with the left leg. Three. Three. Our entity has a leg like a giraffe, but it is green. (laughs) Number two, the right leg. Uh, Two. A human leg as thick as a barrel. Charlemagne? (laughs) Number three, the torso. (laughs) One. An ornate gothic mirror with Bloody Mary on the inside. (laughs) Oh, my God. Number four, the right right arm. One. Human flesh grafted to chains. (laughs) Number five, the left arm. Three. An arm that ends with three thin tentacles. And number six, the head. Six. Bicycle pedals. (laughs) And now number seven, the height of the creature. Five. The longer you look at it, the bigger it gets. Ooh, I like that one. (laughs) So... Now that we have this, what should we name this creature? Um, can you do a refresher with all of the yep. attributes we just... <clears throat> so first we have a left leg of a giraffe, but it is green. <laughs> its right leg is a human leg as thick as a barrel. Number three, the torso, an ornate gothic mirror with Bloody Mary on the inside. Number four, the right arm, human flesh, grafted to chains. Number five, the left arm, an arm that ends in three thin tentacles. Number six, the head, 
bicycle pedals. And number seven, the height of the creature. The longer you look at it, the bigger it gets. And and don't you goddamn dare tie this to uh, Steve Urkel. <laughs> of course not. I would never. You do would such never a do thing. such a thing. <laughs> I'd like to call it the Winslow. <laughs> So we have a giraffe leg, but green. Yes, it is a green giraffe leg. So it still has the patterns of the giraffe. And it's very thin and hooved. And don't forget the human flesh grafted to chains for a right arm. And and uh, the other arm ends in three thin tentacles, so it doesn't have hands. <laughs> it's just got it's chains not. and tentacles. Um, and then, our, of course, Bloody Mary's in his chest. <laughs> Does she, like, come out of his chest? And That's well. undetermined. <laughs> this is just purely visual right and, now. So we have the bicycle and his pedals. head, the bicycle pedals. Do they function, or are they just stationary? Uh, we will say we... that they function. <laughs> then, oh, man. I can't come up with a name that incorporates all these things. We have to somehow... And don't forget his barrel leg. His barrel leg. <laughs> the... I could just name it Bicycle Pedal Head. I was, was going to say Gear Head to make uh-huh. it a little bit more. It's going to have the whole the whole gear structure, <laughs> the chain. And, and remember, the longer you look at it, the bigger it gets. Pedal Face Mary. <laughs> oh. <laughs> pedal Face Mary, you're going with that? Yeah. Okay, so we have Pedal Face Mary, the somehow... Uh, Bloody Mary has like using this thing like a a mech, and is controlling it from the inside. Yeah, it's like Krang from the yep. Teenage <laughs> Ninja Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles. Yep. but Bloody Mary with this thing. Once we know more about Siren Head's abilities, we will have a chance t- to see what we can give uh, Gearhead Mary. Is that Pedal what it was? Pedalhead Pedal Mary. Pedalface Mary. <laughs> To even stand a chance with our amalgamation created, I must ask Angel, are you ready? I think so. This is not a test of the emergency broadcast system. This is Cotton Eye Joe's Razor, the axiom that states for Siren Head to have come from somewhere. It must, therefore, go somewhere. So where did the siren-headed creature with the name Siren Head come from? Believe it or not, Angel. Mission accomplished. This one is short and sweet. In 2018, artist Trevor Henderson brought Siren Head into our world. The not-so-distant, but somehow still feels like a lifetime ago, 2018. This feels like a perfect time, my friend, to derail any valuable conversation and bring in our all-time biggest fan favorite segment, Angel's TikTok or Angel's Temporal Incident Conversational Talk Openly Corner. I must ask, as is tradition now, and we certainly don't buck tradition on this show, what is your favorite event from the year 2018? 2018 had a lot of events, as one would expect. Uh, especially it's being so uh, so much more recent. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those events are terrible. <laughs> and, <laughs> and if I were to pick a favorite terrible event, what does that say about me? <laughs> 
and and you know it's I'm sh- I'm sure that terrible event is gonna have still living members of of, <laughs> of whoever that thing yeah, happened yeah. to, and I don't want to offend them. That's mm-hmm. that's a big no no. But luckily, I did find some happy happy news in 2018. Uh, in fact, in June 19, 2018, it so happened that Canada is the uh the first um industrialized uh well cu- country with industrial uh i can't find the word anymore <laughs> canada <laughs> approved the bill to legalize recreational marijuana for the whole country oh that was 2018 yeah man seems like it was a lot closer than that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, um trudeau was essentially he said, it's been too easy for our kids to get marijuana and for criminals to reap the profits. Today, we change that. Because I guess the logic is that by regulation, mm-hmm. and, the government uh, gets the money instead. And and and, and they get to tell, um, they can enforce, I guess, kids not getting it. I don't know. Yeah, because <laughs> they couldn't do that before yeah. or something. He almost said, "Like, sounded like we're gonna make it easier. <laughs> <laughs> All children get it." <laughs> That's a good one. That is a uh, yeah. Oof. It's not fun doing a modern day version of this because the news is wildly and aggressively depressing. Nothing fun like the Ecumenical Council banning projectile weapons in war against other Christians. So, I am going with January 24, scientists in China report in the journal Cell the creation of the first monkey clones using somatic cell nuclear transfer. Named names I am going to absolutely butcher right now. (laughs) Zhang Zhang and Hua Hua. I had no idea this happened. We have cloned monkeys, Angel, one step closer to immortality or some sort of planet of the apes hellscape. Did you hear about the cloned monkeys? I did not. This completely uh, flew uh, under a radar, it seems. I guess there's there's so much more worse things happening. (laughs) The cloned monkey news never made it. (laughs) Cloned monkeys. It's uh, done the same way that they did Dolly the sheep. Didn't Dolly, like, die young or something? What? The clones? Like, don't they, like, die? Did she, like, melt away? (laughs) I don't know if she melts, but her cells deconstructed. I don't, I don't know about cl- I don't know <laughs> anything about cloning technology, so I don't know how much has improved or if they're able to keep their clones alive still. <laughs> uh, now it's more depressing than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the clone monkeys to die. Uh, anyways, back to the much happier sounding Siren Head. <laughs> we have an entity that in short time has taken the internet by storm. The nice thing about it, though, is that there hasn't been much time for the information to be lost in the void of dead web pages. In fact, Trevor Henderson himself has compiled all of the Siren Head lore tweets into one easily readable event on Twitter. This is what he considers to be canon for the entity. So why don't we take a gander and see what we have here, Angel? Like all great entities, you have to have a litany of names you are known as. And boy, oh boy, does Siren have to have some doozies, some doozy Akkas, Angel, some AKAs. (laughs) So we learned in the Flatwoods Monster episode, Akkas are very 
very important. And indeed, we gave ourselves additional ACAs. I became known as Ghost Train. I didn't remember that until I looked back. <laughs> and also as Angel to make things really confusing. And then the greatest thing I've ever created into this world, an undefined symbol so that whenever anyone hears me say that, it generates a different symbol in everyone's head to truly give me a nigh infinite amount of ACAs. Mm-hmm. I think you were Pickle or something to that effect, right? Yes. Amongst many. What were, your, what were your other two? Well, the one I removed from my list was Mask Magician. <laughs> you were the Mask Magician? Yes, we went over this. <laughs> um, I can't remember now the other ones, and I just listened to this. <laughs> Wasn't there one from high school? Well, that was the the, the explanation of Pickle. Was oh. I was originally, I had, different, I had a different um, name in, in high school. And then it, that evolved. The, the evolution. Wasn't it's, it like poker? Pickle. Yeah, it was poker. <laughs> then it evolved to peanut, and now it's pickle. <laughs> but now I'm changing it again to cumber. <laughs> like cumberbund? Like cucumber, but I got rid of the Q. <laughs> I got rid of the Q. <laughs> cumber. Cumber. Oh, cumber. <laughs> Can't wait to forget that one. <laughs> Some Akas I saw the creator give this entity are Speaker Head, Air Raid Siren Head, Radio Head, and hmm, the patron saint of going missing without a trace of creeping dread of bad things coming. I mean, damn. It takes a special Vatican tribunal to canonize someone as a saint. What do you think Siren Head did to become a saint? And generally, there is at least a five-year waiting period after you die to become a saint so i mean is siren head dead or did it just force its sainthood upon itself well if if we believe that siren head is dead then that means it's somehow doing things (laughs) apparently god's work (laughs) (laughs) it would be undead i don't know forcing sainthood upon itself would imply that it has some sort of intelligence and right now i don't i'm still on the you know tossing that up i don't know (laughs) controversy coffees is brewing (laughs) we'll see we'll see how this thing ends it's so far as i was going through it i sorted the big lore tweets into chronological order so in august of 18 which is the first one on the event line trevor wrote this she was on vacation with her husband and they were scoping out graveyards on the way as you do when she saw it Rising out of the old cemetery, big as an old macabre telephone pole, was this some kind of bizarre art piece the authorities hadn't gotten wise to yet? Even as she stepped out of the car, the megaphones on its head screeched to life. Nine, eighteen, one, child, seventeen, remove, vile. A buzzing, doubled voice screamed random words at her. At this point, it jerked into motion, striding down the hill towards her. Angel, you are on vacation with the love of your life. A telephone pole-sized creature with a somewhat staticky, multiply-laced voice starts yelling random words at you and crazy runs towards you. What do you do? I guess I'd run away. <laughs> I mean, wh- are you frozen you in, in fear? Thing? He's yelling... Uh, 17 remove vile, 9, 18, 1 child at you. <laughs> I don't even know what was happening. Like, why is... <laughs> is it, like, like meant to, ever... to disorient? 
don't understand. Like, why am I being yelled at by <laughs> megaphones? I don't know what's going on. And this why is 40, it moving? 40 foot tall creatures running at you. <laughs> why did you bring your loved one to the cemetery on your vacation? Isn't it obvious? <laughs> As one does. <laughs> you know. Is it is it know. like uh, beginning to uh, Night of the Living Dead? And they just go to the cemetery? Yeah, it's just for fun. Yeah, it's just funsies. <laughs> A little picnic on some dead bodies. It's not on the dead bodies. Come on. Six feet above the dead bodies. <laughs> what, what? Let me ask you a question. What's a macabre telephone pole look like? Macabre. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's macabre. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. Uh, I, would, I would imagine it's like there's like crows on top of it just sitting on it. Um, <laughs> crows. There's like black goo coming out of it. Goth. Blood. There's blood on it. <laughs> goth telephone pole (laughs) (laughs) so if random words being yelled at you isn't your greatest fear trevor followed up with alternate things those sirens can broadcast the exact time and date to the second you will die which is often minutes from the current time if it's running at you (laughs) just a regular old air raid siren marching band music or booming classical music. Angel, we are... We're, we're doing it. We're doing it right now. We are entering the breakdown zone. Get your hard hat on, grab your tool belt, and prepare your mightiest tool man grunt that you can muster because we are doing some major deconstruction of this statement. I need a grunt. Arr, arr, arr. <laughs> yeah. So potentially this entity runs towards you and and starts blaring out the exact time when you are going to die would that not be wildly confusing the thing is just it's screaming at you a time that has no reference and it's just presumably trying to kill you repeating that time what do you make of that is it saying like you will die on this date or is it just saying Uh, the date the exact time and date so those that is what trevor wrote so i interpret that as it's just saying the exact time and date so it's like so january 24 2022 (laughs) yep and it's like january 24th at like 9 12 (laughs) (laughs) and it just repeats it over and over again as it's chasing you what the hell (laughs) now i'm thinking like what is 9 18 1 child 17 is that a date (laughs) What what date is one child? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I have no clue. I, but what I about vile? Vile. If if I don't know what it's, like if it's just yelling dates at me, I'm I'm not gonna know what that means. And it's running towards me. I'm still gonna try to run away. Uh, oh, I I think that'd be scary. I I would be confused and scared. And that's not a good combination. I just think I just think that if it like, let's say today is the fifth, and it starts running towards me and it yells like the seventh, I'm gonna be like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> it's chasing you for two days. <laughs> I mean, if I don't run, I, he can't kill me right then. <laughs> it becomes like a game of chicken. Like, let's see the first person that moves. <laughs> so yeah. since Siren Head knows when you die, presumably it knows. When it's going to kill you. Can Siren Head see into the future? Does this not make the thrill of the hunt useless? Since it 
knows when it is going to kill you. Well, again, c- coming back to that, if he says a future date, if he could see the future, does that mean, like, I don't even know how to phrase this. If he can see the future and sees your death, can he see the, that you're not, can he see that you're dying not through him? And he's like, oh, I, I'm not the one that ends up killing this person. So, oh, well. Mm-hmm. Like it becomes a, um, what's that movie series called where they, you can't outrun death and they die. Uh, Des- Final Destination. Final? Yeah. Like you just step out in the street and a bus hits you. Yeah. Uh, did he know that? But at the same time, he knows, like, say, for your example, it's two days later. He must know how you're going to escape. Does he just play along? <laughs> it's just not just just bring all free will outside of Siren Head? Yeah, I don't know. It's It doesn't, it doesn't really make sense to me. Amazingly awesome. But when you think about it, it's like, well, how does this work? <laughs> <laughs> Our next one, the Air Raid Siren. Is that one creepy to you? I don't think an Air Raid Siren is creepy. I think the siren, uh, the sound. Well, what if it's coming from a creature that's running towards you? That's I'm, 40 I, feet tall. I mean, a creature's running towards me. That's already bad enough. Does the air raid siren even matter at that point? <laughs> right. Like, it could be, it could sound like a clown uh, honking, uh, you know, clown honk. <laughs> honk, honk. And it's like, nope, gonna run away. Marching band music, Angel. I mean, huh? Uh, what do you think of that? Is that I, possibly uh, the, the scariest one? <laughs> Oh my god! I I saw that. And I'm like marching, but like, what is this guy doing, Trevor? What are you doing, man? Uh, like freaking, uh, what's that song Pee Wee sings or dances to on the on the bar table? Tequila. Yeah, does that song start playing? <laughs> I've seen many marching bands play that song. Oh man, <laughs> it would be great if if it started playing the Benny Hill song. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> and finally, classical music. Uh, what classical stylings do you imagine a 40-foot-tall monstrosity stalking and then beats you to death to? Uh, probably one of those uh, masses for the dead. Everyone, uh, The famous Mozart's Requiem. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there any way, any better way to be killed, to be <laughs> murdered, than to Mozart? <laughs> <laughs> and then you could sell your, uh, your pillows. <laughs> yep. Your... Uh, Classical orchestra pillows that have STDs on them. Well, just pick just pick a composer that didn't have any STDs and you'll be fine. <laughs> there aren't no any. guarantees, though. There aren't any. <laughs> Trevor follows up with an encounter in which a man claimed his friends were taken or killed by something huge striding through the trees that mimicked their voices. In the plethora of horror tropes, where does voice mimicry fall for you, Angel? Is it top tier or is it like overdone i don't know if it's overdone i I feel like i haven't really seen that many the 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 best i've ever seen it is in annihilation with natalie portman there is an amazing scene of mimicry that like makes the movie for me beyond that i I don't nothing pops into my head as like iconic mimicry yeah i don't think there's any really iconic stuff i mean uh the predator does it but it's not really uh I don't think that's iconic either. Does he? He rec- records the voices, right? I think so. I know in um, Predators, is that the one? Where they're on Topher different... Grace. Yeah, I know that it does that one, like uh, with um, Dan- with Danny Trejo, like he has him like, like a puppet, like he's talking, and they're I like, I don't remember Danny Trejo being in that movie. 
You don't? No. I remember Topher Grace. <laughs> yeah. Action star Topher Grace. Just, just got to refresh my... <laughs> Action star Topher Grace. Yeah. Pretty sure it's him. Let me just... I don't want to insult anybody. I here. literally remember nothing else about that movie. <laughs> yeah. It was Danny Trail. Was he playing the Con Air character again? <laughs> I think he... Yeah. <laughs> that same character, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Trevor then posts a few pictures that give some tidbits of lore in the form of pictures from the 1960s and my favorite, Angel, one from 1900 at a logging camp in Michigan. In this one, Siren Head is just standing amongst the trees in the background, a very Pennywise in the new It movies aura going on, where it suggests that it has been there for a very long time. Does this, though, feel a bit like Slenderman to you, Angel? Edited photos and a brief haunting description of events to spread the lore. Not that I'm saying it's a, a bad thing and can't be done again, or it's like a copycat or anything like that, but does it remind you of that? Yeah, you may not think it's a bad thing. I think it's a bad thing. <laughs> really? You think it should have been done in a different way? Yeah, I, I think... I mean, it's coming off the heels of slender man and you're gonna have but to that's do the like same thing what, uh 14 years ago or so now i can't recall yeah but can it many, just be done again how many internet uh creatures can you think of i mean it's already got the the the, the slender build mm. yeah and then it's gonna be like showing up in creepy images in the background like okay like i feel like there should be so, like why why have sirens for heads like it doesn't I don't think that's scary. <laughs> You're against the siren heads. I am. <laughs> the petal face Mary can take on the damn sirens. <laughs> we'll see. We don't know that yet. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm calling it now. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I'm going to put you in the hot seat. Someone <laughs> responded to Trevor with, imagine a picture of the Alamo. Now, IDK, if you notice, but there's people in a painting of the event on all fours bleeding and some covering their ears for obvious reasons it's a war zone but imagine placing siren head within the background so angel i need you to tell me the top three historical events that siren head should be placed in the background of and imagine these will be offensive <laughs> yes <laughs> i had that thought already i realized I cannot pick anything in recent memory. <laughs> I also thought, you know, Siren Head, the thing kind of, you know, it's, it's like a pole with a siren um, on it, uh, megaphone speakers. Mm -hmm. And that reminded me a lot of, like, uh, the imagery we see when we're in, in movies about, like, the Holocaust. So I'm like, oh, there's yeah. no way. Yeah, I can, we're going there. <laughs> yeah. So I had, to, I had to go way back. So I'm now making it so that... that like into the 1200s. <laughs> Siren Head was around since the beginning of time because there's no way I'm bringing him into this contemporary Honestly, era. the first thing that popped in my head when I wrote that question was like, JFK's assassination. I don't know oh why. <laughs> He's on the grassy knoll. <laughs> Jesus. So, I said, the fall of the walls of Jericho. <laughs> You're going biblical. <laughs> biblical. That's right. He was there when it happened. He probably caused it all with this <laughs> sound waves. He trumpeted the walls down. And then... Uh, did, did he give them proper siren 
notice? Yeah, of course. He said mm-hmm. one seventeen nine eight <laughs> child, but in like Aramaic. <laughs> he can speak their tongue, I guess. He speaks all languages. You hear that, Trevor? Put that in your lore. He's the goddamn Rosetta Stone. We have to capture him. <laughs> I also put him in uh, the Trojan War. <laughs> Was he He's in the horse? <laughs> yeah, he fit in the horse. That's right. <laughs> he somehow managed to fit in there. Man, sitting next to Achilles. Next to Brad Pitt. Pretty sure I'm not going to offend anyone because nobody survived this one. Mount Vesuvius erupting, (laughs) destroying Pompeii. (laughs) And Pliny the Elder. (laughs) And uh, the city of Herculean. I'm not going to bother. How did did it escape? How did Siren Head escape the explosion? Well, he caused it. How loud does that noise have to be? I don't know, but Siren Head knows. Instead of being killed by volcano dust, they got killed by their heads exploding from the gargantuan sound that came out of Siren Head. (laughs) That's why they're all on the ground. They're covering their ears. Mm -hmm. By October of 18, Trevor threw down some facts for us to chew on, and I know how much you love chewing, Angel. I hope you have pre-stretched your jaw. Have a, have a glass full of water and are ready to commence. I've plucked some of the ones, some morsels for you to chew on uh, that we haven't really discussed, such as its skin looks rusty, like rusty metal, but it is actually dried and mummified skin. This is presumably a natural mummification, right? Yeah, like uh, jerky. He's jerky. You can eat them. They're dried. <laughs> If we all swarm, a la Area 51, all swarm Siren Head, he can't kill us all. We can eat him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> arms, the next one is, arms are as long as the length of the body. Uh, big reach, he, he wrote, like a gibbon. <laughs> are long arms inherently scary on a humanoid creature? Did he write the like a gibbon part? He did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, I think long arms, I guess, can be scary, but... When you have somebody describe them as like like a gibbon, like it kind of makes it comical. The least of the scary apes. <laughs> Just, I don't know what Trevor's doing, man. No, He's picture, ruining his own his own thing. I picture the scene. Uh, one of the Nightmare on Elm Streets where Freddy has the really long arms and he's walking down the alleyway and his mm-hmm. arms his, his arms are clawing both uh, yep. walls like. It wasn't well done. It looked comical. That's like, <laughs> yeah. at a certain point, long arms become comical. I think uh, a good comical effect that isn't, is comical but also kind of scary that was also kind of long arms was uh, Beetlejuice. He did have long arms. Didn't he have long legs, too? I think so. He was like everything long. And then he had like a carousel on his yep. head. <laughs> yep. And yet, and yet it worked. And then it he... was comical but also... Scary. And then he uh, grabs his dick and uh, 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 horn honks. <laughs> well, he the drops often an forgotten F-bomb. about scene. <laughs> he drops an F-bomb on a PG movie. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Number three. The speakers are the only metal on its body and have fused with its dried jerky skin, as you called it. Furthermore, <laughs> the abdomen and chest show wires pressed against the skin, and when, these, uh, when the creature is agitated, the wires writhe the belt. 
I, I picture this thing always agitated. Since the origins of the creature are unknown, and is this an instance where not explaining everything is for the better? For instance, there is no explanation for the speakers on its head. They just are. They're just its thing. Is that better in your opinion or, or worse? I, I think it's better, but I think the problem here is that Trevor's already doing too much. He's like, throwing too many small things out. Yeah, we're just learning so much about this thing, and I, I've, I've, I've already lost all wonder and mystery of this thing. Number four. When the entity is asleep, the speakers play white noise. So it is suggested by Trevor that the most frequent area it is seen is in rural areas, uh, rural towns have and heavily wooded areas. What do you do, Angel, if you are out in the woods and you hear white noise being generated? Is that a concern for you? Well, first of all, if you listen, if you're in, in a quiet area and you listen carefully, you'll hear white noise no matter what. Like, it's a plain fact of life. I just hear ringing all the time <laughs> in my ears. <laughs> And uh, this this is a perfect example of what I've been what I was just saying. It's just when the entity is asleep. So now we know this thing can sleep. Mm-hmm. Like why yeah. this shouldn't be like it's no longer supernatural. It's no longer this weird. Uh, now we know it's like some kind of animal that can that needs sleep. Come mm-hmm. on, <laughs> come on, come, come on, on. He says as he tilts his head back. <laughs> White noise is produced <laughs> like, while it's sleep. Like what is that snoring? Come on, what is that? I thought it was Kevin Sorbo over here saying disappointed. <laughs> disappointed! <laughs> <laughs> Number five, our last one here. The head will rotate on its neck, meaning the siren head, will rotate on its neck as it broadcasts, much like an owl looking for prey. Does this addition continue the series-long idea that owls are the scariest creatures out there and most, like, unknown entities? <laughs> the most uh, easily mistaken mm-hmm. uh, entities. I think owls, I don't know, I don't know, I don't think owls are scary. Uh, that's just me. What I don't understand is why is the the siren head uh, swiveling? Like, is... I guess spinning head is scary, right? Like, Yeah, but if it was a head, this is just well, megaphones. It's its, it's head. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, like, there's no, to me, there's nothing practical about the spinning head. Like, you're not going to hear it better if the thing's pointed at you does it do like the doppler effect of when it's spinning like the (laughs) yeah and then and then it's like is it listening like how does it hear it just knows how does it track like what's it just knows (laughs) (laughs) just knows it just is god damn it (laughs) (laughs) digging through some more tweets i found where someone asked Trevor, where did he think the brain was housed in it? And Trevor's response was, ain't got one like you and I. <laughs> it reminds me of, uh, I think it was episode one of this season where you said, ain't no witches there no more. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, how do you presume this thing knows where things are, knows how to hunt, or knows how to do any critical planning without a brain? I don't know. You tell me. You just said it just knows. It, it just doesn't knows. have a brain. What the hell? It's With beyond. No brain. It's beyond our comprehension. It's beyond our knowledge of how entities exist. Right? It would be but, the only explanation. But we know this entity is an animal because it sleeps. Some sort of. It's bound by the by the realms of 
by the of, the, of having the rules to, of our physical yeah. rule mm-hmm. realm of having to re-energize in a way. But it's well, I, um, I guess I can't defend it. <laughs> Not that I am here to do that. Uh, some other last tidbits of description here, Angel. Siren Head has no eyes, but can still see. Has organic teeth, but necessarily doesn't eat things. It can record and later play back sounds it has encountered and can even project sounds through other devices. What do you make of those last tidbits, those last morsels as you chew on them? <laughs> well, this is this is interesting phrasing. It has no eyes but can still see. That I understand. You know, we recently found out that plants can somehow see things and they don't have eyes. They, they make their, their uh, flowers look like birds. How do they yeah. know what a bird looks like? <laughs> Yeah, it's wild. But then the next thing is is it has teeth but doesn't eat. So it's like, well, the first one is that it doesn't have eyes but it can see. That's fine. But the next thing is the opposite where it has the thing that it doesn't do anything with it. That's what's weird for me. Why does it have teeth then? I don't get that. Yeah, because like, I guess the idea is it has to by our base understanding of life basically evolve into something uh like it would have to have some sort of trait where i guess at some time it needed the teeth but has now outlived their usefulness so their uh was it like a is it like vestigial is that the the term yeah um uh, just an item that they're no longer needed but it still has uh, is that maybe that's it i i mean i'm also thinking maybe it the teeth Maybe it has vocal cords and it needs all of that to do its broadcasting. Like it's a person. Like it's actually talking. So the teeth are used to help operate the sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See? See? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're doing it. <laughs> yeah. And and the thing about that, it can record and play back sounds. All, all I can think of is the, this old toy called the Talk Boy for some reason. <laughs> Where like the kid hides behind the... Uh, <laughs> The couch has his sisters like uh, with her About boyfriend. Yep, yeah. and it like I don't remember. I just imagine it makes fart noises. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he the kid records himself saying, "Hi, kids, oh, we're yeah. early." <laughs> and then the talk boy has this ability to, to slow, slow down. down. <laughs> so then when he plays it back, it's supposed to sound like his dad. And then the the, the girl, uh, the sister, and the boyfriend like. J- uh-huh. Jump so far between uh, apart from the the sofa, so because it's yeah. like, oh, we weren't doing nothing. Like, if the dad was stuck in a temporal anomaly and like slowly <laughs> walked into the house, that's holy oh, kids, <laughs> we're home early. Or their dad is uh, Ben Stein. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is that when I was a kid, I wanted that damn thing. <laughs> well, Macaulay Culkin uses it in Home Alone yep. too. He Home does too. <laughs> he sure does. I think that's. I think if I remember correctly, that was a Home Alone two invention, and then when that movie came out, pe- the then kids the kids wanted it, and they're like, mm-hmm. "This thing doesn't exist," so they had to make it. <laughs> we, we gotta we gotta produce the, the talkback boy, <laughs> and possibly now I suppose the biggest one that I saw overall. Trevor wrote, this is a static physical form of an unfathomable supernatural entity. I mean, what in tarnation, Angel? Is this like uh, the Mothman? Like uh, like interdimensional? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bean? 
And what, this is just its physical form? Yeah. So it's, uh, I suppose, the idea that it's so far out there that yeah, this is the form it takes in our plane of existence. So is this thing a god? I, I think that's where we're going, right? Like, <laughs> unfathomable supernatural entity? I, I think the only option is god. Well, I think I think uh, you mentioned it, um, Pennywise the Clown. I think mm-hmm. that he's supposed to be one of those mm-hmm. as well. Now we got to have to get a, a turtle to fight it. Mm-hmm. It's a cosmic some, turtle and some cocaine to get the story going. <laughs> <laughs> there is also like a weird orgy ritual that was of just, children. Just, just, just read it, guys. Yeah. Just read it. It's <laughs> cocaine fueled insanity <laughs> beyond what this entity looks like. It seems to be an absolute powerhouse, possibly. Unlike anything that we have seen so far, some of these are not confirmed powers, but they have been inferred by the fandom to be powers. I hope that you didn't take off that hard hat, Angel, because we are returning back to the breakdown zone. Give me another grunt. (laughs) So, of course, we have the amazingly named Acoustic Kinesis. Acoustic kinesis, meaning it can mimic voices and apparently can make sounds loud enough to blow somebody's head up or volcanoes. <laughs> Where do you place super loud sound generation on the tier of superpowers? I mean, when you say super loud sound generation, it doesn't sound like that impressive. But I but mean, if it can blow up your head. Yeah, you have to think about the fact that there is a threshold of pain when it comes to sound uh, loudness that i mean there's yeah, there's that's... major money being put into weaponry that is all yep. sound uh it's uh it's serious business mm-hmm. sound and i think this is is this the first creature we've encountered that can do this yeah that is really loud i mean usually entities want to be quiet right <laughs> yeah they don't they don't want to be detected mm-hmm. or at least that's what our impression is but this thing i mean this thing's killing people with its sound, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. I think by far the most aggressive thing that we've seen so far. Number two, super strength. The fandom wiki page has the greatest sentence that I have ever read, Angel. <laughs> Siren Head is able to break down trees or various heavy objects at will. Can kidnap an entire United States family of four at once, Angel. What number do you quantify kidnapping an entire United States family of four at once to? Like, is that, how many pounds is that? (laughs) To easily be able to take a United States family of four. I mean, United States family of four. It's very specific. Not a Canadian family of four, a United States family of four. I was just wondering if you can't do Canadian. And we're not, it's not even American. It's just United States family of four. (laughs) And it can't, can it do more than four? Like that, I feel like it's kind of weak in that sense. Like to be that specific. If you could just say it can kidnap whoever it wants, Uh however many people. It's like, wow, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. But no, this is a United States uh, family of four. It's like the, the averaging of like, most people have 2.3 kids or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Is that super strength? I mean, it's strong, but I mean, it's just also a 40. It's it's a weird tall. example. And that's the only example that include. I didn't leave anything out in that. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I guess it would be strong for a 40 foot tall creature, but is it super strength? I don't know. Mm. At least that example doesn't. I don't think demonstrates. 
I guess it depends on Super the strength. physical size of that United States family of four. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Number three is tracking evasion. This thing has the ability to stand still for days without making a noise, waiting for the best moment for its prey, and can indeed move completely silently. It can then seemingly blend in perfectly to both wooded areas and urban, as it can easily be mistaken for a telephone pole. How do you combat this angel? I would say an EMP. I don't know if that would affect it. I don't think it will because it's organic, right? Is it though? Like he's got jerky flesh. <laughs> yeah, but his his uh, headphone, uh, megaphone, speaker head, whatever, is the only metallic thing. Maybe there's electronic components in there somewhere. Well, that, wouldn't that imply they has to like charge up like a electric car? Well, isn't that what sleep does? What's he plugging into? <laughs> maybe maybe he gets his energy from the from the well moon <laughs> moon well he's moon powered it's my understanding that it it actually comes out at night so maybe it sleeps during the day and just soaks up those those rays yeah it's like a superman uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, number four enhanced speed hmm I know you love this one <laughs> angel supposedly on two legs it can move at about 24 miles per hour and on all fours a max of around 250 miles per hour i don't believe any of this is considered a cannon but god damn angel it can go race car speeds how race cars i guess i guess those extra two limbs on the ground (laughs) speed it up considerably from 24 to 250 miles per hour Can you imagine thing, a thing going through the woods at 40 feet tall and 250 miles per hour? It's You see it going 24 miles per hour on two legs, and you're like, man, what a lumbering, <laughs> slow piece of crap. And then you see it get on its fours, it and it just, gets, <laughs> just catches up to you like in a second. You're like, what the? <laughs> it runs past you because it, can it stop instantly? It I, I don't think so. <laughs> It just skids. Like a wily coyote, like, <laughs> off the cliff. Where do they come up with these numbers? Number five is shapeshift if it is considered that there is only one single siren head. Its appearance has changed a bit. Sometimes it has two or three sirens. And indeed, it is suggested that the appearance is different to everyone that sees it. What do you think? allows it to do the shape-shifting is it just inherent ability well for to believe that this is a the physical form of some interdimensional Mm -hmm. being maybe it's some people can see more than others i don't know yeah through like of what's crossing over from the other dimension yeah yeah sounds good to me number six our final one and some and some final ones that get thrown into the mix electric interference photographic memory Surface scaling, meaning it can scale like buildings and ceilings, and <laughs> dimensional travel. Is this thing God-tiered powered, Angel? What does that mean, dimensional travel? I mean, I could walk in two dimensions, three dimensions. Well, this goes beyond. <laughs> so shouldn't it be interdimensional or something like that? I suppose. <laughs> I didn't I, say that. <laughs> exactly. Just as dimensional. Everyone walks dimensionally. <laughs> It says electric interference, so I think an EMP could affect it. No, I think it it, it can EMP you. 
<laughs> it's a standoff. I, EMP standoff. I want to know what what why would it need a photographic memory? I know. The first thing I thought of was Adrian Monk. <laughs> it's gonna solve some crimes. <laughs> Siren Head has turned a new leaf and is now helping, joining up with the local helping PD. the San Francisco Police Department to solve some zany crimes. <laughs> why don't you check? It's, Siren Head is gonna be like, why don't you check the shelf? Um, <laughs> the goddamn horse detective. <laughs> the answer is always on the shelf. Is uh. Was the horse in uh, the Nain Rouge episode? Was he Siren Head <laughs> from another dimension? Possibly. Possibly. Was that Night Horse? I think it was Night Horse, wasn't it? Night, night Horse. <laughs> oh, Night Horse. God bless his soul. <laughs> in an effort to make whatever this thing is called, the bicycle head Mary? Pedal head Mary? Pedal face? Pedal face Mary. Pedal face. <laughs> In an effort to make Pedal face Mary as formidable a foe as King Kong is for Godzilla, we need to make a level playing field in the battle against Siren Head. Let us go back to the tables, Angel. I have four tables that you will choose two numbers from, and we will see how our abomination turns out. So the first table is powers coming from its head. So two numbers from one to six. Two and three. Two. This thing can enthrall up to ten United States families of four to do its bidding at once. And number three. <laughs> enchanted throat singing that lures you to it. Ooh. Where's the, where's the singing coming from? It has bicycles pedals for its head. <laughs> it's almost on that It just level. is. It just Seven is. Um, number two. Arm powers. One and three. Number one, it can shoot toxic waste from its arms. And number three, it emits the smell of 1,000 skunks from its skin. Jesus Christ. Like on command or just all the time? Undetermined. (laughs) (laughs) Table number three, it's leg powers. Six, four. Going backwards. Number six, it can... Its feet can root into the ground and forever make the ground diseased. And number four can move so loudly it shatters your skull. So Jeez. complete opposition from Siren Head. doesn't move silently. It moves so loud. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and now our final table, the intrinsic powers of Petal Face Mary. Three, five. Number three is it knows everything that has happened and will happen. Oh my god. And number five, it is intrinsically good. Ooh. It's a direct That's the fool. compliment. It's a fool. Yeah. <laughs> so could Petal Face Mary beat Siren Head? Is, I, or is this is it a Godzilla King Kong stalemate? We'll have to I wait until the sequel. I was thinking it's a Godzilla <laughs> situation mm-hmm. where it's gonna help us out. They're gonna have to team together to fight a bigger threat than themselves. That's <laughs> yes. the only outcome, right? <laughs> Yes. So let us now commence the shortest second half of Cotton Eye Joe's <laughs> Razor ever, Angel. Where did Siren Head go? Trevor still seems to be expanding upon the creature, and it continues to gain more and more notoriety. I even remember seeing someone on Trevor's postings where someone wrote something to the effect of, Hey, that's Siren Head. Do you have permission to draw him? So 
I suppose it has outgrown its creator. <laughs> People just know of Siren Head, but they don't know of Trevor. Anything that you wanted to add before we head into the rubric of power? So they're telling him... He can't draw. He's he's, doing, he's, he's, jo- he's, dro- he's showing drawings of Siren Head, uh-huh. and they're like, "Hey, you can't do that." <laughs> Someone else owns that. He's the one that oh, made it. <laughs> goodness. Yeah, I there's a a subreddit called Siren Head's Forest. What? Which, which is where I guess Siren Head lives. You know the the people that have joined this subreddit. They, you know, do cool stuff. They post their. Uh, lore stories mm-hmm. um their contributions to the war contributions effort. yeah and a lot of them have either i don't know if they've worked on it but they've a lot of them are working on like super indie games yeah. featuring <laughs> siren head a lot of people uh they have their videos posted of demos and uh artwork and all this stuff so i think that's neat I think it's interesting. Um, but all, all the games are called Siren Head. It's like uh, impossible to differentiate from the yeah, from you, each you other. Can't really, you can't really tell them apart because you just get a whole list of them. Uh, it's funny because a lot of the people there, like somebody writes a story and then somebody comments with, uh, this, uh, are you expecting us to believe this? And somebody else is like, hey, <laughs> this is the point of the subreddit. We're just posting stories. And then they're like getting into a fight because they're like, one of them's like Siren Head isn't real, and they're like, well, "Then why are you here?" Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why? Yeah, why would you go to that subreddit <laughs> if you don't want to be involved in it? Yeah, so that's fun. But I am bringing this up for a, a bigger theory of mine, and I would also like to contribute to the lore. So, Trevor, if you're listening, all those bad things I said about you, forget about that. I'm with you on this thing. I am sold on the Siren Head, but you need to expand the lore. Not on what Siren Head is, but about everything around it. Mm-hmm. For example, this subreddit is called Siren Head's Forest. And one of the comments was talking about how in, in one of the demo videos, it was a Siren Head creature ro- roaming around on all fours, by the way. It was not going 250 <laughs> miles per hour, though. Just runs past you, <laughs> knocks you over. <laughs> yeah. And it was, a, it, was like in the, it was like a video game and, uh, during the daytime. And somebody said, hey, you should do this at night because that's when Siren Head comes out to attack. During the day, he's usually sleeping in the forest or something, but he's not visible. So I thought to myself, so Siren Head lives in the forest, and he probably sleeps during the day in a forest somewhere. But where could he possibly be? Well, I don't know if you saw this news article, Matt. A massive sinkhole in China reveals a secret forest. Did you hear about this? What? That goddamn King Kong world in the center of the earth. (laughs) That's right. At the bottom of a sinkhole, ancient trees stretch nearly 130 feet high. Dense plants cover the ground and a rare type of bamboo grows. What? Cave explorers discovered the hidden forest this month. This month meaning this article does not say the date. How fun. Better not have been 2018. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely was not. 2022 for sure. Uh, uh, Sinkhole in South China's Guangxi region. Researchers say the hole, which is roughly 630 feet deep and spans more than 176 million cubic feet, could be home to previously unidentified plant and animal species, including Siren Head. I added that part. It's it's 200 feet deeper than Lake Champlain. <laughs> That's right. And it's got trees. 
I'm I'm proposing that this is Siren Head's home and has just mm-hmm. been exposed due to the I guess the sinkhole. Uh, I don't know who's exploring this stuff, but yeah, just a little thing I'd like to throw out there. Anyone listening? Do the Chinese sinkhole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> throw it in there. <laughs> I just hope he doesn't go after the the Chinese clone monkeys. <laughs> Those little blessings. <laughs> Save the clone monkeys. Save, yep. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> it's like Poochie from The Simpsons. If the clone <laughs> monkeys aren't on the screen, I want people talking about the clone monkeys. <laughs> so then, are you ready to head into the rubric of power for Siren Head? Yes. So, how do you rank the powers of Siren Head? Right off the bat. We've discussed Siren Head has all these crazy powers, whether it's too many canon or not. Too many. Too many. I'm not going to take too much time on this. It clearly gets a four. Mm-hmm. This is just yep. insanely overpowered. Yep. I don't, I mean, I, w- I wonder to myself, can this thing defeat Santa? <laughs> <laughs> head to head. <laughs> For powers, uh, so many of them. And the, the biggest of all that... I can think of is that it is impervious to weapons and that is canon weapons do not hurt this thing I don't think it can be killed but because it is so overpowered I said no siren head that's too much <laughs> so I gave it a 3.9 Ooh, saucy yep how about detectability of siren head I don't know if this is controversial or not but siren head wants to be detected I mean he's out here emitting Marching bands and classical music, <laughs> white noise when he's asleep. And then I, I kind of question, like, if he's putting out white noise when he's asleep and you're out in the forest and you hear white noise, what do you do? Like, you're not going to run because he's sleeping, right? Is he going to wake up? Like, there was no mention of that. Can you uh. go find him and then kill him or try to kill him and then realize, oh, he can't be killed. And then yeah. you run away. Bury him. <laughs> Bury him. As he sleeps. Nobody's ever tried to cover him up, right? <laughs> Put him in Put him in a block of cement, and then mm-hmm. he can't go anywhere. Yep. But yeah, this thing is not trying to hide in the least. Uh, I give it a zero. And this is going to be our most wildly different score here, because this may be controversial. But <laughs> I think this is Siren Head's strongest category. The design of the entity revolves around being so big that it hides in plain sight, which is like almost a contradiction. It shouldn't make sense, but I think it is a great idea. So I saw Trevor say to somebody, uh, to reply to somebody in that people don't take the time to look up at their surroundings. If something is standing completely still, it can be very easily missed. That's how a lot of predators get prey. They stand completely still and blend into the environment. Even if it's 40 feet tall, I saw one of Trevor's pictures where Siren Head was standing by a telephone pole with its arms stretched out and there were like little wires hanging down. And it was it was an eerie scene. It was very well done. And then on top of that, it can choose or it can just be completely silent when it moves. Something that large, silently moving, regardless of it blaring its horns at you. And there's controversy of you're the only one that can hear the sirens. Not everyone may be able to hear that siren, so... I gave it a four for detectability. Cool. How about then the lore of Siren Head? I mean, we have Trevor still alive, continuously adding Mm -hmm. lore to this thing. Uh, God bless him. 
And then we have uh, the subreddit, uh, Siren Heads Forest, and they're adding lore, whether it's canon or not. You got those that wiki fandom place adding mm-hmm. crazy lore <laughs> and powers that this thing probably didn't have. It's getting a, quite a bit of a, a lot of information. It's still a brand. It's still kind of a new creature, so it's not like established like the other ones, right? Even even Slenderman has a, a ton more yeah. uh, information. But because they're still continuously adding stuff, I, I feel like, you know, we wait a few years, there's going to be more information. Like, we can technically, we, we will never do this, but we can technically do another uh, Siren Head episode next mm-hmm. year and have more information on yeah. it. So I give it a 2.5, the 0.5 for constantly improving. <laughs> improving upon itself. <laughs> well done, Siren Head. <laughs> uh, for lore, I think it's a lot of fun lore, and I think that there being less works well for the entity but there are some things that's like, ah, I don't think that needs to be a part of it. The single greatest thing to me is the idea that it yells the time that you are going to die over and over as it's chasing you. Because the imagery of a 40 foot tall monster with sirens blaring out the time that you're dying over and over to somebody that it's trying to kill is hilarious to me. I love that imagery. <laughs> so for lore, I, I went with a 3.33. And now the cunning and intelligence of... Sorry. Cunning and intelligence. This one is tricky for me because it doesn't have a brain, according to Trevor. But it knows everything. But it knows things. It knows how to hunt. It kind of acts like an animal in that regard. It can track you. It know. It knows that what the date you're gonna die. <laughs> and apparently. yells it at you. <laughs> <laughs> yells it at you. I I don't know where to go with this. I had a placeholder number here, but I was with the intention of changing it because I knew it was going to have to. This wasn't going to be the number I I wanted it to. But I just don't know how to rank this. No brain creature that knows things. I'm going to have to, like, place it somewhere square in the middle and say a two. I went with, you you know, the the no brain thing is hard, but it, it certainly has intelligence, in my opinion. It's just an intelligence that we do not understand because I don't understand it angel i fear it so i can't give something i fear a perfect score so i gave it a 3.8 in intelligence and now finally the impact on pop culture for sorry i can't accurately gauge the impact on pop culture because i see this subreddit and it's full of life mm-hmm. lots of people uh um you know exchanging ideas however it uh it seems to be still kind of niche Although there are games for it, not just these indie indie games that these people are making, but there's, I think, slightly less less indie indie, indie. <laughs> just indie yeah, <laughs> less indie indie, just one indie games that also uh, feature Siren Head. So it's it's definitely making its way out onto the internet. It's it's because it was born in an era of the internet where these kinds of things just spread like wildfire. Now I think given a maybe a few more years it might be even bigger than Slenderman at this point mm-hmm. um so it's in that sense it's grown a lot it's definitely an internet culture thing and not really beyond outside that. of the mm-hmm. internet i think there's siren head movie or there, there's like several or ones several? on youtube that are like indie <laughs> movies <laughs> indie indie <laughs> yeah. movies um <laughs> yeah uh, so again, I gave it a two point five, the point five for improving. <laughs> That's yeah, good, good for you, Siren Head, improving. <laughs> for pop culture, 
In a very short amount of time, there has, I think, been a lot done with this entity. Angel, I saw several different children's costumes for Siren Head. Like, it is a body, a body suit that looks like their skin has been flayed off. What the hell is that for a child? <laughs> um, this is very much an Etsy-type store dream creature come true. Uh, because there are an alarmingly large amount of plushies available for this thing out there. Like you said, there's the video games and like a bunch of movies on YouTube. I ended up falling on a 2.99 for the impact on pop culture. So where did you tally up for your score for Siren Head? I've got an 11. Rare for a full figure of not point something <laughs> so you had an 11 i had an 18.02 and that brings siren head to a 14.51 so far he is uh reigning this season not bad <laughs> oh you hear that it's time to get on your twitters <laughs> God. before the sirens get you Tweet at us at Cracking Curios, and if you're not following us on Twitter, go ahead and click that follow button. It's right there. It's staring at you. Just just click follow. And you can tweet at us. Include a hashtag, like hashtag, hashtag Cracked Cryptids. And I want to bring back an old secret hashtag <laughs> because that'll let us know if you listen to this episode all the way to the end. That secret hashtag... It used to be hashtag I love beans, but now I want this secret hashtag to be I love beans. <laughs> Just bean. I love bean. <laughs> no S. I love bean as in B-E-I-N-G. You know, because you want to live and not let uh, Siren Head get you. Well, if we said beans is t- uh, plural... <laughs> Then you just want to eat people. <laughs> if you have a better, <laughs> a better hashtag, hashtag please. please. Yes, please. Those are horrible. <laughs> are hashtags even cool anymore? I don't know. Were they ever cool? Uh, Probably not. Debatable. <laughs> and uh, once you're done on Twitter... Those sirens are still going, so make your way onto Instagram and follow us at Cracking Cryptids if you're not already. Um, and leave us a message under one of our many pictures that we have up there. I, I promise we'll, we'll put more. Uh, you can also send us uh, a DM, but don't don't slide into our DMs because that's not cool. Just just send us a DM. And if you're not into any of those things, we also have the good old-fashioned email, crackingcryptidsandcurios at gmail.com. Those are complete uh, words, by the way, crackingcryptidsandcurios. No special symbols there. Except for the and app. Except for the app. Except for the app, yes. That's, that should be... If you're... If you're spelling out the word at, then you don't understand how email works and you shouldn't be sending us email. Just go go back to Twitter or something. If you're hearing us, you probably already subscribed to us on your favorite podcast subscription service, but maybe your friends have it. So you should let them know, hey, there's these two cool guys on the internet 
talking about cool things all the time. You should check it out and then send them to whichever uh, podcast platform you enjoy best because we're on that one. Yep, even that one. Can't, can't miss this opportunity. As always, goodbye. I love you. Run! This has been an I am actually traveling back into time production. M- Moulin Rouge spice. <laughs>